Thank you, Jesus. She's my back, backup. <laughs> but it's good to see you guys this morning. And it's good to see a lot of familiar faces and some new faces too. So if you're new, the African welcomes you. I'm glad you're here. So I'm just going to open up with prayer and then just dive into what the Lord gave me this week. So Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. Father, we thank you for the atmosphere of heaven that is in this place. I just ask you, Father, that you just increase it right now. Just increase it. Just increase it. Just increase it, Father. Let it go up. Let it go up. Let it permeate. Let it penetrate, Lord. And Holy Spirit, we love to have you here in whichever way you want to show up. I'll just give you permission, Holy Ghost. Amen. I was asking the Lord this week what he wanted me to share. What I started hearing right off the bat was this. I started hearing people crying, people yelling, people groaning, people having pressures from within, pressures from without. I could hear all sorts of silent cries. Were people in their own houses, at work, in their car, trying to figure out how is this supposed to work together? Lord, how does this work together? Is there an end to what I'm looking at? Is there an end to what I'm facing right now? And I could hear deep lamentations. You know, like deep sobbings like Jeremiah would sobbed when Israel got taken over by its enemies. And then I had one word, hopelessness. And I felt like there's some of you here in this room that are experiencing some deep pressures right now. You're experiencing all sorts of things and you're quiet, you're silent, not even a lot of people know, not even your own family knows. Now you're friends, but it's just been a conversation between you and the Lord. But the Lord's message this morning for you is something a little bit different. Right after that, the Holy Spirit started emphasizing hope. And this is what I told the Lord. I said, Lord, I've never preached in hope. <laughs> I said, uh so, I mean, okay, Lord, where do I begin? And I try to talk the Lord out of it, but as you can tell, it didn't work. <laughs> so I'm going to deliver these this morning as a word of encouragement, as an uplifting word from the Holy Spirit himself, because that's what he desires. He desires to give you this hope, 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 hope. You see, I'm so thankful that in all situations we will absolutely drown. But I love this phrase, but God. But God. 
in all your situations, whatever it is, but God. No matter what kind of pressures you're facing, but God. No matter how low you're sinking, but God. The God of all hope. He's the God of all hope. He's the one that we set our eyes upon. He's the one that we gaze and look upon. Because he's the one that has gone before us. He's the one that has tasted death on our behalf. Tasted the painful sting of sin itself. And yet overcome it. And yet now he sits at the right hand of the Father. In glory. Interceding for us. So we have this hope in Christ alone. We have this hope in Christ alone. Because only he has conquered everything. And sits at the right hand of the Father victoriously. So no matter what you're going through this morning. The Holy Spirit wants to renew your hope this morning. I even was asking the Holy Spirit. Is this going to come out as a preaching? Is it going to come out as a prophetic word? The Holy Spirit said neither. (laughs) Just speak my word. (laughs) I said I will speak it. And as much as I'm speaking to you, I'm preaching it myself. I'm preaching it myself. Because there's times I've cried before the Lord, trying to ask the Lord, is there an end? Is there a way? Is it possible, Lord? And he's not questioning the Lord's integrity. But we are humans. We're flesh and blood. King David cried, but we are dust also. He remembers that we are dust. Our humanity does not disappear when the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us. As a matter of fact, more conflict arises. See, this is one thing that I love about King David. He, had, he wrote so many psalms that actually help us put to words that which we're not able. Because there's times you never have words in terms of what you're going through. But I'm so thankful for the psalmist, David, who put his heart out there and absolutely laid out with anguish and agony, crying out to the Lord. So I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to say this morning. The Psalms is such an important part of our lives. It's an integral part of our Christian life. So whenever you don't have any words to even communicate that which you're feeling inside, the Holy Spirit said, go to the book of Psalms and I will speak to you. I will give you words that you can cry out to the Father. I will give you words that you can decree, that you can hold on to. You know, like in Psalms 25, starting from verse 16, it says this. Okay, this is the psalmist. I just picked up a few. And he says, it's turn to me and have mercy. For I'm alone and in deep distress. I mean, just hear that cry from his heart. Just hear that cry from his heart in terms of what he was going through. King David went through a whole lot. 
And he goes on and says, my problems go from bad to worse. Anybody have that feeling before? I became a Christian, Lord. I thought everything is supposed to be nice and smooth. I thought that's it. And guess what? It's been a battle. It's been a battle fighting and fighting and fighting. Not saying we don't have victories. But let's speak the truth this morning. That's why whenever I lead people to become a Christian, I don't give them the fluffy kind of Christianity. That, hey, all is going to be well. I said, no, all hell is going to break loose against you. Because now the devil has lost you. He's going to try everything to convince you that you made the worst mistake in your life. And he is the king who was anointed by Samuel himself. They say you're going to be the king of Israel. But half of his time, he was running away from his enemy soul. Wanted to kill him for no reason whatsoever other than jealousy. He couldn't even comprehend that. But yet, he, with the Holy Spirit, was able to express the anguish that he was feeling in his heart. Not understanding everything he was going through, but yet crying out to the Father. And going on saying, Oh, save me from all. Save me from them all. Feel my pain and see my trouble. Forgive all my sins. See how many enemies I have and how viciously they hate me. Protect me. Rescue my life from them. Do not let me be disgraced for you knew I take refuge. May integrity and honesty protect me for I put my hope in you for I put my hope in you that word hope is so powerful as the Holy Spirit was speaking to me this week about hope I don't think I understood how integral vital it really is in our Christian lives even in the world of unbelievers hope is a big deal Holy Spirit, help me today. Help me put it together, Holy Ghost. I mean, hope is so real that even creation itself cries and hopes, cries and hopes, cries and hopes. It groans in mornings. It groans. Creation groans. You can see it. There's earthquakes. There's shakings. There's all sorts of stuff that happens. There's hurricanes. There's all sorts of mess happening everywhere. That's creation groaning, hoping that at some point that the word of the Lord will be fulfilled where the sons of God will be manifested. So it's not just us that groan and cry, but even creation around us groans and puts this hope in the one that created it. The one who subjected creation itself to a curse. That's what it says in Romans. So he groans. He groans as we groan. I feel like some of us, we, it's like, sometimes it's almost like we even run out of breath. You know, like, I don't know how much more I can endure, Lord. I don't know how much far I can walk, Lord. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, Father. See, I like... I just like the way the Holy Ghost put it through Paul in Romans 8. Can I just read that? It's kind of lengthy. 
But it's one of my favorite chapters, Romans 8. But I picked out the one part that the Holy Spirit was emphasizing. It says, yet, this is Romans 8, starting from verse 18. It says, yet, we suffer. Yet, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. I mean, this is Paul. I just want to emphasize, this is Paul. Who's saying he felt pressed from within, pressed from without. He's a guy that was stoned, he was flogged, he was shipwrecked. And he had to speak to himself. It is sometimes we just read it in the word and we make a disconnect between say, oh no, he was a very spiritual guy. True? Yes. But he has the same Holy Ghost that we have. The same Holy Spirit that was in Paul, the same Holy Spirit that was in Christ, the same Holy Spirit in us. I mean, can you imagine getting a word that says from the Lord himself, and he shall know how much he will suffer for me. I'll use him, but he shall know how much he will suffer for me. And then he has to walk that out. Have you, have you stopped? Because when I read the word, that's how I read it. Stop for a little bit. Put myself in his shoes. What will I do? If things went from bad to worse. This is Paul. They went from bad to worse. Not only was he heading to Rome, but he gets shipwrecked in the middle. For a couple of weeks. He's out there in the sea. Not only that, he gets off. And then he gets beat by a snake. And he's going, wait a minute. <laughs> How do you explain all that? How do you explain walking through all that agony? It's real, folks. And those cries that I was hearing, they were real. They were affecting me. Because I started weeping too. I started identifying with some of the pain. And I'm telling the Father, is more concerned than we are ourselves. But we have this hope. Oh Lord, we have this hope. And he goes on and says, For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day. When God will reveal who his will, who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. I'm sure you all can register with that. You get sick, you gotta go to work. Can't really miss work because you gotta have that paycheck for that rent. Can't really miss work because you gotta pay for that insurance. So you're crawling out of bed, you don't feel it, but yet you're gonna wear you at God at this very moment. Where my bones ache, where my mind is running loose everywhere, but yet I have to go make some money so that I'm not thrown out of my apartment. So that I can make sure that my mortgage is paid. But yet in your body, you have aches and pains. That is real, folks. Christianity is a messy, messy religion. And the Lord does not apologize for any of it. He doesn't even give much explanation. He just says, oh, son, have faith. 
You go, Lord, I don't even feel like, oh, I can't even see, Lord. I faith for what? But yeah, that's his response. I'm just glad that he has all the facts. Thank God he has all the facts. Moving on. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan even though we have what? The Holy Spirit what? Within us as a foretaste of future glory. That itself can preach. For we alone I mean, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. Anybody, can anybody register with that? That's the longing that I was hearing. When people are sobbing in their own quiet room by themselves in their cars. I walk in the walk bathrooms. The boss yelled at them. Maybe they got a second warning. They don't want more, that's it. They get everything I'm mounting up. And they're going, how do I make this work, Lord? Where are you at? This hope, this hope, this hope. Oh, Lord, And he goes and says, we too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children. It's hard to hear that word, wait. I don't know about you. I'm the first in line to say that wait painful it's a painful process but yet the father does not apologize about the waiting part does not apologize one bit he says wait he says wait and he goes and says including the bodies He has promised us. We were given this hope when we were what? Saved. If we already have something, guess what? We don't need to hope for it. Oh Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. But if we look forward to something we don't have yet, we must wait patiently and Confidently. And oh Lord Jesus. When you read those words over that pages, it sounds so poetic, sounds so smooth. But when you have to walk it out, that's a whole different story and light to it. But yet it does not negate God's truth. It stands firm, it's there. That's loud. And he goes on and says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. I am so thankful for the Holy Ghost, man. That's one of my greatest passions is preaching about Holy Spirit. Like I love him. I mean, I love him. Anyways, let's, uh, let me get to him. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings 